Welcome to Seed to Scale. We're four investors with backgrounds as founders who met at the engineering school at the University of Pennsylvania. Tim Young. Nahal Mehta. Hadley Harris. Vic Singh. We started ENIAC in 2009. With more than 80 years of combined experience building our own companies. We now lead seed rounds and bold founders who use code to create transformational companies. Starting a company from the ground up is really hard. In this podcast, we'll be having conversations with some of the most interesting founders, investors, and influencers. About the ins and outs of building an early stage company. We talk about it all. Funding, growth, and everything it takes to build a lasting business. Hi, everybody. It's Nahal, founding general partner at ENIAC. Uh, Super excited to be back speaking with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, an old friend, uh, an amazing founder, uh, one of the best VCs in the business today, Omar Humui at Sequoia. You have a phone call. And I was like, okay, who is it from? And she said, Steve Jobs. And I was like, I don't don't think so. (laughs) Are you serious? She's like, yeah, no, it's Steve Jobs. He's a serial entrepreneur, uh, started a bunch of businesses. Uh, One small business you may have heard called AdMob. One of the more successful Wharton dropouts as well. He's he's from our alma mater, uh, University of Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, we graduated. Uh, He dropped out, so therefore he's, he's obviously a lot more successful. Currently, he's a partner at Sequoia. We would say one of the best, if not the best, venture firm in the world. We are inspired by Sequoia. We like to call ourselves the Sequoia of seed, but now Sequoia is doing seed. So we'll have to talk about that a little bit, Omar. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Obviously, Sequoia has an amazing reputation with companies that they've invested in from Google and recently uh, Square, WhatsApp. Seems every day you read the news. I think there's an IPO, a uh, health company that went public today or yesterday. Garden. Yep. And so it's a true pleasure and honor to have you on the show, Omar. Thanks again for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here. So I wanted to jump into your your entrepreneur days. Talk about some of the early businesses, or, or jump right into AdMob. So on the entrepreneurial side, I actually started uh, my first company right out of college. Um, I went to UCLA. I studied computer science and just everything that was happening in technology at the time was, was pretty exciting to me. I, I, got, I got just intrigued about the notion of starting a business and about how technology could be applied to that. So I started a consulting company out of college. I hired a number of my friends and that was in 90, 1998. And then in 2001 with the dot-com crash, we ended up having to close that business and I went to work for Sony. I worked for Sony Pictures for about two years. And then I left there and started a company with a, a few of my co- colleagues there uh, that was focused on mobile. Because at Sony, what we, what we were talking about was that you know, camera phones were eclipsing uh, both analog and digital cameras in terms of the number of photos being taken. And I just felt like it made sense that there should be some software built for photo, photo sharing and photo capture on phones. And so we basically built a mobile app focused on photos. And you know, when you say that now, it makes a lot of sense, but 2004 is well below, well before the iPhone. So then you'd build these applications and then you try and distribute them, but the only way to get distributed was to put it on a carrier deck or to get a deal with a handset manufacturer. That was it. And so being three, four people in LA, that was impossible. 
Um, and the other thing was in Southern California at the time, like there was no venture funding. We, everything I did was bootstrapped. And so I built two companies around this, around mobile. Um, and then the last one was just, I was just so frustrated with distribution. Um, we built another, we, we basically moved away from this photo sharing app and tried to move to a photo social network using the web. That company was called Photo Chatter. Even then it was still super difficult to either get distribution or monetization on mobile. Yep. And so as I thought about that, I was like, well, what's, what's the missing piece? It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be advertising. That's what helped the web do it. And I didn't know anything about advertising before starting AdMob. For me, it was really about how can I enable startups, especially my startups <laughs> to, to get anywhere in this new and exciting digital platform. And so that's what led me to, uh, to starting AdMob. I, d- I thought I was inventing something entirely new. I didn't know what an ad network was. And obviously that wasn't the case. It wasn't entirely new, but it was certainly new for mobile. Yeah. So you, you literally wanted to build something that you needed that didn't already exist, but you needed to drive traffic to your, to your, to your companies. Yeah. And, and monetize. Like if I ever even had traffic, what was I, how was I supposed to make any money? Um, Cause it yep. was pretty impossible. What ended up happening is I was in at Wharton in my first year. I didn't apply for any internships. And it was getting, it was, I think in February, getting close to May. And I needed to do something for the summer. And Adam, at that point, it was just me, but I had built the initial version of it. We were doing maybe 15K a month. It was kind of working. And so I started getting some pings from VCs which had never happened to me before. I'd never even spoken to a venture capitalist through, you know, and AdMob was my fifth company. So I'd gone through four companies, never talked to a venture capitalist. I didn't know how to get to them. And then some started reaching out to me and that was pretty exciting, but it was just like talk, 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 lots of talking, no, no action. Um, and it was getting close to the summer. And so I ended up flying out to the Bay Area and meeting with a bunch of angels. And I think that's probably where, I, where you and I met on one of those tours through the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember showing it to you and you got pretty excited because I ran a live campaign for you on, on the site and you were like, holy, holy crap. This is That's like, right. That's right. going to be a big deal. Yeah. You know, um, you, were, but, you were my very first investment ever. Really? Yeah. I had never invested in a company. I didn't even know what to do. I don't think yeah. I've ever <laughs> even initiated like a wire transfer from my bank before. Um, <laughs> wow. You must have really liked it. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I, that, that happened. And then, I, and then I ended up meeting Sequoia on that tri- trip. And it's funny, it didn't take them long either. It, I, I tell the story frequently, but I was here. I met them on Thursday and I was only here till Friday. So they decided in 24 hours, um, which is now being here, I know not something we do. From meeting to, to term sheet, it was 24 hours. That's amazing. Yeah. And that was what, late 2005? Yes, that was the end of 2005. Uh, well, actually, no, that was early 2006, I think, because I started AdMob in late 2005. So yeah, early 2006, maybe that March time frame um, is when I raised from Sequoia. And then I, I, that's when I left Wharton uh, after the first year in like May. And I moved to the Bay Area and incubated the company out of Sequoia's office. Amazing. What was it, four years later, five years later, you sell the company to Google. You know, obviously, a lot of amazing stories anecdotes, inflection points in that journey. Uh, I've, I finally remember the day you announced the acquisition. I came to the office and I brought a bunch of champagne. And of course, I forgot that you don't drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 brought, I brought champagne anyway. I think Jason Spiro ended up taking yours for sure. Um, Probably. <laughs> and, and, you know, even after this, you know, incredible company, 
pioneering mobile advertising, acquired by Google, seven hundred million plus dollars. And you walk into a startup, it feels like a real startup. Like the carpets were torn, the floors were crooked, the ping pong table net wasn't even like really a net. Uh, it was a real startup. I mean, you guys were grinding for five years. You must have some interesting anecdotes. I know you have one about Steve Jobs. Oh, sure. I mean, there, there was a lot of uh, a lot of funny things that happened uh, and interesting things that happened over the course uh, of the company. I think you mentioned Jason. I and and as I've been talking to people, touching base back with old team members, I think a big part of it, you know, t- was the team that that made it very special. And the more I've been in this business, the more I think it might have been timing, and that there were maybe less startups. But we just had we were really really fortunate with the group of people that came together to 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 build that company. We have this thing called AMP here at Sequoia now, which is sort of almost like a, a a group of sessions where we're walking entrepreneurs through some of the lessons we've learned in building companies. And we had one around recruiting, and I got to talk about the team, and it made me like the introduction to the team was the you know the VP of engineering at AdMob is a guy named Kevin Scott, who's now the CTO of Microsoft. His director of engineering at AdMob is now the CTO of Instacart, uh, a guy named Mark Schaffsheimer. Jason Spiro runs performance advertising at Google. Cheryl was our CFO, is now a CFO of Confluent. Exactly. You know, I think somebody made this AdMob mafia infographic. You remember that yeah. from like three or four yeah, years ago? Yeah, yeah. we'll, exactly. we'll, actually, we'll actually dig that up when we publish this podcast. Yeah. Those were the stories. Was just those people. I was really fortunate to to have found them and have them come along. But yeah, like the Steve Jobs story is funny, uh, so I'll, I'll tell that one. Um, I was just in an office, normal day, having a normal meeting, I think, and then our office manager came by and she's like, um, "You have a phone call," and I was like, "Okay, who is it from?" And she said, "Steve Jobs," and I was like, "I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> are you serious?" She's like, "Yeah, no, it's Steve Jobs." You're, you're like, like are, so, you sure, "Are you sure it isn't a hall like pranking me right now?" <laughs> Exactly. Well, actually, the story behind that in the hall is that our email system, he actually emailed me two weeks earlier, and our email system put it in, in spam because you don't get emails from Steve Jobs. So I just ignored him on email. So then he just called the office because oh um, I, I completely never saw his email. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so I go to the phone. He's like, hi, this is Steve Jobs. I really like your company um, and what you're up to. Uh, you want to come by my house tonight and we can talk about it. And I said, Sure. So then I went by his house and uh, basically he was interested in acquiring the company and that started kind of lengthy set of conversations with Apple about whether or not we would, we would put the two, the two together and, and he, or not put the two together, whether he would buy the, whether they would buy the company. And when I say he, the interesting thing about Apple at the time was obviously it was a major company. Like they didn't have any corp dev team and not even much of a legal team, like he was just doing all of this himself. So I never really talked to anyone at Apple about the acquisition other than him over the course of like six months. So he had my cell phone number, I had a cell phone number, I was emailing back and forth, talking about stuff. And it's very stressful, actually, because um, he, at times, was not, not, an, easy, not an easy guy uh, to deal with. So that was a unique experience. Uh, yeah, that, that's an incredible story. And then, I mean, did Larry or Sergey ever, did you ever have the same relationship with them while they were wooing your company? I did get to go to Sergey's house and meet both of them. I was lucky enough, but never, it was not the same. Uh, uh, and Google was much shorter. So with, with Google, what happened is through the course of the Apple conversations, obviously we weren't able to, to, to get the deal to, to, to a close. 
And when they ended, Google had heard about it and moved very quickly and we were exhausted. So we basically told them, we'll have the conversation, but once we agree on a price, we have, you just have the weekend to close it. And so we just, we closed it in three days. That way we just lived in a law firm and closed the deal from there. So there were, there was no lengthy relationship with Larry and Sergey. Um, although I did, I did have a nice dinner. Nice. Nice. Better yeah. dinner at Sergey's house or Steve, or Steve's house? Well, Steve didn't feed me. <laughs> I think he gave me a drink. Okay. Uh, so, so, so yeah. better dinner at Sergey's. Better um, dinner at Sergey's house. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. So after that, I, I moved actually back to Southern California. That's where I, I mentioned in the beginning, that's kind of where things started for me. And I have lots of family and friends. And so I moved back there and I started toying around with some ideas for new companies, new ideas, new things. And I don't know, I, I, it wasn't really clicking the way it did before. And to some extent, I didn't feel like I had the same fire that I had initially. And so Jim, who was a Sequoia partner, my board member at AdMob, Jim Getz, um, and really has always been like a mentor to me since, since the AdMob days, he was pinging me, asking if I'd be interested in, in, in the life of VC. And initially, I was pretty resistant. I'd never seen myself as an investor. I, I didn't really I don't know. It, it was not my it was not my idea of how I'd want to spend my career. But the more I thought about it, at that point, I had been an entrepreneur for eighteen years, and that's a long time. And and I was just wondering, look, if I have maybe another fifteen years in my career, do I want to do the same thing for the next half, or do I want to try something different? And so ultimately, that that's really what led me to this to this side is just trying to learn a new skill and see the world a different way. For every time we, we come and meet you at Sequoia, you know, that there's another exit, right? And so I remember after the WhatsApp exit, I was like, did you guys celebrate this exit? And yeah. you're like, um, this one, yeah, we kind of like gave each other a high five, then went right back to work. And then yeah. I was like, <laughs> then I was like, I think the last one was maybe Dropbox or something. And you're like, actually, this time, Nahal, we celebrated for a full six minutes. Yes. <laughs> uh, there were actually glasses of champagne for everybody in the room. Six minutes. That's six more minutes than WhatsApp. And uh, then we went right back to work. And it's, yep. it's incredible. You know, the, the culture at Sequoia, you know, obviously the we culture, but all of you have, you know, uh, the, such an incredible founder-friendly mentality, not only can pick the right companies, but really accelerate their trajectories. What are some of the things that things that you think make the place really unique? And what, what's the secret sauce? The interactions with, with all my partners here, and everybody's got a different, very unique skill set and, and point of view. And so I've just learned a ton from them. But it kind of reminds me of my days back at AdMob. And so, because we were competing with, a lot of companies that said they did what we did. You know what I mean? It's really difficult to differentiate yourself as an advertising company. It's like, what do you do? Well, we run ads and we get you results. And the reason we ended up being very good was just like, we like authentically did what we said we were going to do and we cared about it. Look, I mean, I think as an investor, it, it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like we, you know, on the surface, it's an undifferentiated product. Like you want to find good companies. You want to help them succeed. You want to have the interest of those entrepreneurs and those those employees and, and you know frankly all the shareholders in mind as you're doing it and that's what anyone would say they they do but it's just a very serious and committed thing here and it's like it, and we're and it's not a place that ever thinks we're doing well enough like i've been surprised by how concerned about whether or not we are doing the best we can do 
Like that's basically yeah. all that, that we care about is build helping entrepreneurs build great companies. Like that's it, through and through. Yeah. So, so for our listeners, that is the secret to Sequoia. Yeah, Boom. There, you have it. <laughs> we have it. Uh, so you know, you kind of talked about some of the best parts of being VC. What what are the what are the, like what are the challenging parts? Like what what's like the most challenging part of your day? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it takes a long time to know whether you've made the right decision. Um, I think we've talked about humility a little bit, but this really is a low ego job because you do get it wrong. You know, when we talked about AdMob, I can say like, certainly I had a team there, but I can say, well, I founded the company and I, I, I did this, I did that. You can, there's no I in this job whatsoever. You did not invest in the company. We invested in the company. You did not build the company. The entrepreneur built the company. So the I, you have to let that go. And I think that can be difficult for someone who uh, feels like they want to make a direct impact um, and be able to sort of not take the credit, but give themselves the kudos for doing it. You know what I mean? And so I think that part can be hard about the job. And then just sometimes working with entrepreneurs and helping them get to the what you think is the right answer when they don't, having those hard conversations. Yep. What kind of sectors are you most excited about these days? I'm excited about a lot of things. I, I, what I enjoy the most is when I meet an entrepreneur who teaches me something I knew nothing about. Um, that's probably my favorite. And so I can't tell you what I'm excited about because I haven't met the person who's going to tell me about it yet. Sweet. What is, uh, what's your favorite app on your phone right now? I know you have kids, so it could be, don't, don't, don't feel bad saying YouTube kids. That's my number one app right now on my phone. The app I click on the most. Yes. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Like this is super lame, but it's fine. I cl- the app I click on the most is App Annie, and it's to check <laughs> on two other two other two other is investments it, I'm looking at. I'm doing. Is that, is just, that the just, truth? Or is this a plug? It's true. it's true. No, it's true. That's what I'm saying. The app I click on the most is App Annie, and it's like every morning I feel so lame, and then I check on how <laughs> Pixar and 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 Joyride, which is from Kiwi, another portfolio company, are doing. So that's what I do all the time. And I'm super excited because you don't get to do that in venture investing. And that's what I used to do at AdMob is every morning I would, or frankly, it was every five minutes I was looking at what was going on with with the site and with that. But I made them build me more and more real-time dashboards. And I kind of missed that. So now I've readopted that habit. And those are the only companies that will let me get access to any kind of like real-time data. It's not useful. It's not a good behavior. Like don't do it. But I just, I'm kind of addicted to it. No, it's actually super It, it, it's not super lame. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, actually. I mean, you know, folks wake up and they check their stock portfolio. You know, they check, you know, there's always a sense of like tracking what's going on in the world. We have Twitter now in terms of, you know, what the pulse is for social, you know, for App Annie. Yeah. Like what, what the hell is going on in the, in the app store? Like what, what apps are killing it? What companies are doing, you know, it's a great analog to what companies are doing great or, or, or not. And, all of a sudden, there's a bump because of a promote, you know, an, an app store, Google Play promotion, or, or something, and and it's interesting to see. So I, I, I don't think that's lame. In fact, I'm downloading App Annie right now, and all of our okay. listeners should, all of our listeners should as well. It's a Sequoia investment. It's going oh. to pop in the app store now. Finally, finally, they're going to get the traction, the consumer traction they've been looking for. Uh, Omar's going <laughs> to, Omar's going to open up App Annie and actually see App Annie yeah. at the top yeah. of the. <laughs> Um, by the way, Omar, you are, uh, at Omar H on Twitter. So people know where to find you. 
That's right. Omar, really enjoy this conversation. Enjoy all our conversations. You've been a great friend, uh, you know, inspiration uh, as well to a lot of investors, including ourselves. We we love working with you. And and actually, I take full credit for Omar now uh, hugging people. By the way, it's true. You did introduce me to the concept of hugging people that are not in my family. <laughs> <laughs> A big contribution to Omar's life. Uh, but thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Make sure to also follow at Seed to Scale on Twitter uh, and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We had a great time today. Uh, thanks again, Omar, for your wisdom and your time. Cool. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Until next time, folks. Adios. Adios.